Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Um, I feel like there is this wonderful series, a couple of series that we've been working through as a church. Um, and so that has kind of been a purposeful kind of building of our lives. Amen. Consistent, consistent truth. Uh, working its way through our lives and then there's another element which is kind of a bit we've gone through and are coming out of this pandemic praise God and it has had an impact on our momentum as a church it's had an impact on the momentum of our individual lives and so we are trying to rebuild some of the systems that we had in place we're trying to rebuild teams we're trying to repurpose people in the church we're trying to get more people involved because it takes effort, doesn't it, to make church happen, not just on a Sunday, but during the week, life groups and all that. Um, and so this is kind of the end to which I think God wants me to share this sermon. Um, and, and it's kind of saying, guys, we're moving out of this. Let's, let's come back on track. Let's increasingly realign ourselves in spite of what we've been through. Let's rely on the strength of the Lord to open up opportunities and to give us courage to find our place amen because one thing i do believe that is in spite of this whole pandemic we could see it as a negative i believe god saw it coming from the beginning of time and the bible says that of the increase of his kingdom there'll be no end amen which means that through all the negative and the difficulties that we might see god's word from romans is true that he's working all things together for his own good purposes in our lives amen so it's not a mistake it's not inconvenient we are believing by faith that through all of this god is still building his church and he's still building you amen you are the church so let's go to first corinthians chapter 12. i don't think you're going to see any scriptures today that you've never read before that doesn't mean that they are void of meaning for us in this moment because his word is alive it's not just words on a page isn't it it's life it's breathing it's different every time we come to it so we're going to read first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 12 thank you marlon just as a body though one like my body i'm, a, I'm an example that you're looking at um, has many parts but all its parts, its many parts, form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles. I mean, look around you. Amen? People from all around the globe. Slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so... The body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. Amen? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God, everybody say God, not Greg, not James, God has placed the parts in his body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, 
Where would the body be? And as it is, there are many parts but one body. You get the idea where we're going here, you know? Uh, we, there's, there is unity in diversity. There's a purpose in diversity and a mission for our, us diverse people to be a part of. Verse 21 says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are what? Indispensable. Some of you feel like you don't have much of a part to play. Therefore, it doesn't matter if you don't. Let's just be clear, folks. Every single one of us, whether you're stood at the front or whether you're hidden at the back, is indispensable. Amen? And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Amen? If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body. Paul says, you are the body and each one of you is part of it. So, I did take a few minutes this morning to go on Facebook <clears throat> and it was actually helpful for me and for the purposes of God, I believe, because it showed me a reminder from something I posted five years ago. Do you ever get those reminders? I'm sure you do. That's what they do. Um, and it was a post which basically I was sat doing a very ordinary thing, a bit of a pain actually. I was sat getting ready for a Sunday, I think, and I was taking off the old strings from this guitar and putting on some new strings. And you know what? In the most simple and boring and straightforward moment, God spoke to my heart. And if I try to remember the post, have you got that, the pictures up there? Or that picture? There it is. I don't know how well you can see that. I posted that picture with a bit of a blurb. And it went something to the effect that um, I was looking at the old strings. See them up on the top right-hand corner there, how some of them were fat, some of them were thin. They were all different colours. They, um, if you play them, they make a different sound. And it was like God said to me, James, it doesn't matter who you are. And this is what I shared in my post. It doesn't matter if you're thick or thin. It doesn't matter what colour you are. It doesn't matter what you sound like. When the master's hand plays you, you make a beautiful sound. Amen? It doesn't matter what colour you are. It doesn't matter whether you're thick or skinny like the strings are. It doesn't matter what you sound like. When God plays us, the strings, together, we make a beautiful sound. And that essentially is the, the core theme of my sermon today. If you look at a guitar, 
it's another illustration like the body. It has the body, a hollow body. It has a neck. It has frets. It has tuning pegs. It has a headstock. It's got a bridge. It's got a saddle. Uh, it's got a pickup in it. There's a battery. There are many parts to that guitar that enable it, when it's played, to make a beautiful sound. And the important thing for all of us to remember today is that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter what you sound like, it doesn't matter what your life experience has have been, it doesn't matter what you've been through, it doesn't matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter how long you've been a child of God. You may have crossed the line of faith 50 years ago, you may just about to be able to cross the line today, you're part of the plan of God. And uh, Greg was preaching last week that uh, when, when it came to Pentecost and, and Jesus says, I want you to wait, I want you to pray. And there were the 120 who were, who were praying and waiting and the Holy Spirit came on them and he said, because I want you to receive this helper and then once you have the helper, the Holy Spirit in your life, you'll go and be my witnesses. He didn't say, right, he didn't divide the people up into, you know, brother wonderful and sister fantastics over there and then everybody else and he was talking to them and they were just kind of hearing he doesn't have a plan b he doesn't have a plan c I, you were talking about this the other week as well he's got one mission and when you cross the line of faith you become a string in the hand of the lord amen, amen. and so there's a few little points that i want to just pluck out of this kind of idea and i hope they'll make sense to you um, I had to take off the old strings but before I put on the new ones I had to open the packet Amen and uh, sorry the Lord's even speaking to me now you're no good in the packet to anybody you're just going to stay shiny and you're going to sound like nothing Amen you know, when you first put a string on a guitar, it doesn't sound good because you're stretching it. You know? You're taking it and you're putting tension on it. And I would liken that to the fact that often when you get involved in the life of the church, you're maybe doing something you've never done before. And it feels a bit uncomfortable at the start. But I want you to know there's a magnificent master who is positioning you and tensioning you so that you make a beautiful sound. So when you tune the pegs for the first time, this is for those who don't know how guitars work. If you know a guitar, you'll understand. When you put new strings on and you tune that guitar up and you start playing it, it sounds magnificent for about half a second. And then it just sounds like a complete cacophony because the tension changes on the strings as they stretch and you have to tune it again give it another go and then you play it and it sounds a bit better. You might have to do that two or three times before the string finds its happy place. Amen? And no matter how you play it, it plays the same beautiful note. Okay? So let me just make a point today. Part of this is to help you understand that you're part of the body, the sermon. But part of it is to say, hey guys, we don't believe in spectators. You can spectate for a while 
while you're trying to decide if this is where God's calling you. But once you feel like God says, this is where I want you to plug in, please let God rip open the packet and take you out. You participate with the Lord. He doesn't force you to do anything. You say, yes, Lord, let me be a string on your hand. Put me on the guitar where you want me and tune me up and help me to sound beautiful for you because I'm here for you. Amen? So, good point. Amen? Amen. You don't belong in the packet. You belong on the guitar. And yes, it's going to feel uncomfortable for a while, but that's okay because everyone's been through it and we're lovely people and we're going to help you as well as Jesus is going to help you to find your place. Full of potential. Amen? No good in the packet. So when it comes to tuning a guitar, I want you to just imagine, this is, this is a profound, profound point because I was dwelling on it. Imagine, I don't know how many people there are in a full orchestra. Yes? But you know at least that there are how many different instruments involved? Dozens, maybe. A couple of dozen. Okay? And they all have to be tuned together. Because if they all just play what they like without tuning, it's a horrible, horrible noise. And so, well, for us particularly, if you look at this keyboard, you can alter the tuning on it, but you don't really have to because it never loses its tuning. It's set factory at 440 hertz. Everybody say 440 hertz. Okay, that is a waveform. And what that equates to is that when everything is tuned to that frequency, they all sound like they belong together. Okay, I haven't lost you yet, have I? So when I tune my guitar, I can choose 441 hertz or 442 hertz, but its default setting is 440. And when it's at 440, I know that when I tune the E, the A, the B, the D, the G, and the other E to 440 hertz, they will sound right, okay? So here's my point, okay? We all come from very different places. We all come from varied backgrounds. But we have a tuner, amen? His name is Jesus. And when we are tuned to his frequency, we make a beautiful sound. It doesn't matter if there are 500 violins playing. If they are tuned, they're going to sound the same. Obviously, there's a bit of skill required in playing them. Here's my point. Jesus is our reference point. He is the one who unites us. That's why the church should be the most diverse of bodies. That is why we aim to welcome people from every culture, every nation, every language, every tongue. The Bible says that when Jesus comes back, that's who's going to go to heaven. Amen. And so we want our church to look like that now. And the reason that we are united is because of Jesus and because of his word. So my point is, is that when we tune in to Jesus' frequency, the beauty of the church is portrayed. 
Can I tell you why the world is in such a horrible mess? Because everyone's trying to tune themselves. They're trying to tune themselves to different things, aren't they? That is why Jesus is the only hope for us to find a place, to, for us to find peace, for us to be welcomed into his body because it's all about him. And we bend and we flex and we change our tuning to fit him because it's his glory. Amen? Thank God there is no one but God. He is alone in his supremacy. And when it comes to the body of Christ, when we are tuned by him and when we are tuned into him, we work efficiently, we work effectively, we work grace-filled, amen, and the sound that is portrayed is a blessing to the world. Because we're not called to just sound lovely here, we're called to sound lovely out there too, and bring the hope that Jesus brings. There's another thing, another point that I want to make, is that that 440 hertz represents a specific tension on the string. If the string is too loose, it doesn't really make much of a noise. If you've ever, I could illustrate it for you, but I don't really want to because I want my guitar to stay in tune. You, you can be tuned too loose and you just go blah, 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 blah. And you can be tuned too high. Your tension is too high that you're out of tune. And what's the danger? You break. Okay, uh, so here's the tension that we're aiming for. We, we want to find the right tension for each other, for ourselves, I should say. Amen? Um, we want to find the right tension in our lives for sustainability. Amen? If you run too hard for too long, you're going to fall over and you're going to be very unwell. If you don't have enough, t enough tension in your life, if you're not being stretched enough, you're ineffective and you're, you're, not, you're not blessing the body or the world, okay? So the point that I'm trying to make here is as we're looking for people to get more involved, you, you need to seek God to find the right tension in your life. Some of you are, a lot of you are probably coming through a very busy period in the year at work, which means that you have very limited emotional, physical, mental energy to give. Amen? Uh, you need to find the right tension for your families. Yeah? And for your friends. You need to find the right tension for a sustainable life. I'm preaching to many of the converted, I guess. But then also within the church, in terms of our involvement, you need to find the right tension. And I can only speak from personal experience here. Um, I have been very involved for very many years. And if I'm honest for you, I'm in a bit of a transition stage in terms of my involvement, trying to find the right tension. Because life happens. There are other things that pull on our lives. Amen? And so I'm transitioning into a different tension in terms of my involvement. And it's odd for me but I believe it's right for me. And that means that you don't stay in one place in the church forever. Sometimes you might serve in a capacity or an area for a while, and you mustn't feel like it's forever. Amen? There are seasons that we go through, and that's okay. 
The important thing is that we stay involved. It might mean that you go from one tension or one area of involvement and you move to another. That's okay. That's basically saying, please don't feel like if you get involved, it's forever and we will drain every last drop of life out of you. Because I think some people worry about that. But what I'm saying too is that's not an excuse to not get involved because you still have a place and you must find it and you must find your tension, please. Amen? Does that make sense? Okay. Sometimes over time, strings get dirty and that grime from fingertips playing, sweat and what have you, changes the sound of the string. You know, when you put a, I, I find when you put a new set of strings on a guitar, they sound bright, they sound full of life, they sound amazing. But as time goes on, they, they get tired, they get dirty, and the sound that they make is not as pleasing. And if you never change them, I've had it happen before, where I've been in the middle of worship, and a string breaks on the guitar, and when that tension goes, it changes the tuning on all the other strings, so you may as well just put the guitar down, okay? Let's not get to the place, folks, where we are so tense and so stretched and so tired and so under pressure that we break. Amen? That's why we need each other. That's why we need to be honest. That's why we need to be real with ourselves in terms of our involvement. And that's why we need the grace of God, amen, to help us as we go. We're nearly finished, I promise. One of the things that you'll find in, in a, a guitar like this one here is a battery, which means that you can plug it in to a sound system and it'll be much louder. You know, that guitar is amazing if I play it without plugging it in. It still sounds brilliant, but only a few people can hear it. But if I plug that into a PA system because of that battery, I can infinitely amplify the sound of that instrument. I can plug it in so that people in a stadium of 100,000 people can hear it. Amen? Here's a little point for you. The battery in that guitar, I felt like God say, that's like the Holy Spirit in your life. Energizing you. Empowering you. That's why Jesus said, wait. Wait for the gift that I promised to you. Because then you will be empowered, is what he was saying, to go in my name. Let's be a people who are tuned into the Holy Spirit, who are reliant upon the Holy Spirit to enable us to do what we, beyond what we could do in ourselves. Amen? Let's keep having faith, maybe, that the little bit that we're doing, God is using for something profound to the ends of the earth. That it's not just blessing my, my brother or my sister next to me, but it's changing people beyond them, lives beyond them. Amen? God has the ability to take the very most ordinary things that we do for him. Anything done in the name of Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit is significant. Nothing that you do in the name of Jesus and in the power of his Spirit is inconsequential. We trust that the ripples in the spiritual realm will just continue to go and go and impact those around us. Amen? So, if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit yet, can I please say you need him 
And I'm trusting maybe that at the end of the service, you'll ask someone to pray for you to be filled because you need him to make a sound that resonates for eternity for Jesus. Amen? Right, I'm going to finish it there. Let me, let me read you one more scripture just to make a simple point. Because I don't want you to wiggle out of this and think, oh no, Jesus can't see me hiding behind the pillar or with my Bible up in front of my face. Uh, Romans 16, reading from verse 6. This is Paul writing to the, the church. He's planning to visit Rome and he sends a letter ahead of him. And uh, if you read in your Bible, it probably says something like personal greetings. Paul is writing this little section saying to the church, please greet these people on my behalf. So from verse 6 it says, Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. That's all it says about Mary. Uh, Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. You never really hear much more about these people mentioned in the Bible. Uh, Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Never heard Paul talk about him before. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa. Man, it's amazing. My, my, my consonants are coming out. Those women who work hard in the Lord. Okay, I'm not going to go on. You know, in in the great scheme of things, you could not preach a sermon about these people because the Bible literally might just mention them that one time. And the reason that they are mentioned there is because they were so important to Paul. They were so important in terms of the calling that God had on his life. Because if you've been around for a while, you understand that no man is an island. You might go faster by yourself. I love this phrase, but you go further together. Amen. And as you run by yourself, you hit ceilings all the time, glass ceilings that you weren't anticipating because we are finite. And when God puts us together, we can achieve infinitely for him. And so Paul is listing these ordinary people like you and like me. He's saying, greet them because I think about them often. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had to stand side by side with them and serve the Lord. Even when they were just cleaning the house or when they were making food or when they were pouring tea or whether they were polishing the screens or setting up the sound or moving tables or chairs. To Paul... This was real life. The Bible doesn't need to mention all of this, but it's clear that all of these things are so important to the mission of Christ. Amen? That it needs us ordinary people to do ordinary things alongside people who have different callings and different gifts and different talents and different abilities because when the master plays us, on his big guitar, the sound is heavenly. Amen? So you can read the rest of those names. You probably won't find them anywhere else in the Bible, but to Paul, they were heroes. And I want to tell you, you guys are heroes. Amen? 
It takes heroes to do the ordinary stuff. Not the stand at the front and get all the attention stuff. We want to tell you that we appreciate you because we know what it takes. But we're on a mission. Amen? And there are no loose wheels. There are no useless links in the chain. Everybody has a part to play. And so I'm asking you to seek the Lord in this moment. In this moment. God, where can I get involved? Where can I help? Let me try and list maybe some things that we're trying to do. We need, we're going to need people for teas and coffees. We're trying to set up teams for moving chairs. We're trying to uh, develop our worship teams in, in a way that is sustainable. But we need more people. And we've got people in the church who are doing two or three things on a Sunday because they've got great hearts, but it's not sustainable. Does that make sense? So you might play an instrument like the piano or the drums or a guitar or the bass. You might sing. Uh, you might want to get involved and learn. I mean, the setup that we have for our sound system couldn't get any more straightforward than it is. You might want to get involved with that. You might want to get involved with leading a small group, you know, gathering people and not having all the answers, but making an opportunity for them to find who they are in Jesus and grow. You, you might want to uh, project a... Um, Kids work, youth work, you know, all the things that were easy to write ourselves off of. If you're a parent, let me just say, come on now, amen? If everyone takes a turn, it works for everybody, all right? Uh, so uh, I know there are other groups, like there's a group of people who want to get involved more with park run it's a great way to get out there we want to make some t-shirts and be a witness and serve the people in that community you might love running and you might want to be a part of that you can speak to us about that there's there's a limitless way for you to be involved there's no excuse to say there's no room for me amen you might want to sit in a particular role and we might say to you uh there's a bit of a glut at the moment could you try this please try and have a willing heart amen I'm just talking very practically now because I know the reality of church and I don't want you to sit there and think, he's not talking to me <laughs> because I'm talking to everybody. And everybody who's going to listen to this podcast, I'm talking to you too. Amen. God's word is timeless. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.